an impending record-setting quarterback contract, nearly half of the defense set to become free agents, and two top 30 picks. Howie Roseman is going to be a busy man in Philadelphia this offseason. All that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in, everyone, to yet another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Thank you for tuning in now for six seasons running here with me, your host, Gino Camilleri, and my co-host, Lou DiBiase, at the Locked On Eagles podcast, wherever you find your podcast for free and on YouTube as well, whether if this is your first 101st, 1,000th and first episode with us. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We have five episodes each and every week. This is episode number two of the week. And this episode we have done now for six seasons running. And this is our off-season simulation episodes. Lou did his yesterday. I'm doing mine today. And this off-season simulation is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And to get started on today's show, we have to start talking about Howie Roseman and this offseason and what is already in front of him. Not what's ahead, what is here. And we have to start by talking about replacing two coordinators and a defense that has a bunch of guys that are going to be on the move. That's where we're going to start. Then we're going to get into the offense in segment two. And then we're going to finish this thing up talking about the draft. I know we love the draft. It is draft season. We will get into mock draft Mondays coming up here over the next couple weeks before the NFL draft kicks off. But this offseason simulation might be the most important one. Because if you look back to post-2017, the moves that the Eagles made or rather failed to make following that Super Bowl run put them not in a bad position, but put them in the -the run-of-the-mill teams in the NFL, right in the middle. They were a team that made the playoffs, competed in playoff games. Heck, they win the double-doink game. The year after that, they go and play, I mean, New Orleans, they played in that year as well, excuse me, and then they go and play Seattle, and Carson Wentz ends up getting hurt, and all of a sudden, 2020, there's an implosion. Things just go awry in the absolute worst way. 2021 comes around, a new regime comes in, a new quarterback comes in, and 2022, you're in a Super Bowl position. Well, hopefully to right the wrongs of what this team failed to do following that 2017 Super Bowl is hopefully make moves that will keep them in a position to succeed, not just for now, but for the long term. So let's start talking about that defense and who is going to be the guy to coordinate the defense The Eagles have already talked to him. There was a report that came out yesterday from Jeremy Fowler. The Philadelphia Eagles had talked to former defensive coordinator from the Wisconsin Badgers, Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard is everything I want in a defensive coordinator. You talk about being this team that runs odd front principles where you have those three heavy guys in the middle, 
you have two guys like Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick who are on the outside that are more stand-up edge style guys, more outside linebacker type players. But the aggressiveness that Jonathan Gannon lacked does not lack in Jim Leonard's defense. Go back and watch what Wisconsin did. I mean, the past decade that he was there, it was unbelievable. The guys that they got drafted into the NFL and just prototypical players for the modern defense. I believe that with the personnel they already have, the personnel that they could continue to bring in, that Jim Leonard would be a fantastic person to lead this defense. And talk about guys that are going to come in and out of this defense. There's going to be a lot of them. Nearly half of the starters are set to become free agents. I mean, you can go down the list. Even the depth guys on this roster are going to be free agents. Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham more than likely could retire. James Bradbury is going to be a free agent. So let's start with who stays. Who are they going to resign? Well, I think it's evident who is number one. And at the bottom, for those watching on YouTube, I have a ticker going along the bottom, so you might get a little head start. People that are listening via audio, I'll take you step-by-step how I have this planned out. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, pay him $15 million over the next four years. So what is that? $60 million over the next four, $15 million per. You were willing to do that with Marcus Williams last year. You had been in talks with other safeties that you were willing to pay that type of money to. I think paying CGJ that type of money, you don't even bat an eye. You keep him in-house along with Marcus Epps, who I don't think will cost nearly as much money over the cap, has him valued right now at about $4.25 million. If you can bring both of these safeties back, two starting safeties in the NFL with guys like Reed Blankenship that will be there to back him up, Kevon Wallace, who will still be there for one more year. If you want to bring in somebody else to help upgrade, you can do that. But keep the two guys for nearly $20 million between the two, I think that will be a steal at the end of the day. CGJ has done all you've asked and more. Marcus Epps could potentially be one of those guys that gets a hometown discount, one of those guys that you have developed really well and might want to continue to play in Philadelphia somewhere that has put so much time into him. Going to the linebacker position, I think you keep one of the two. You bring in Kobe Dean to replace the other one. I think you go TJ Edwards right now. Over the cap has him valued around $15 million, which I think is crazy. I think you could probably get him around $12 million per year, which if you look at some of the linebacking contracts in the NFL, that's not terrible at all. TJ Edwards, another one of those guys that, yes, you could look to upgrade over, but is he going to cost you as much as Kaiser White? In my opinion, no. I think Kaiser gives you more in terms of coverage. But what you are losing in coverage from Kaiser, what you can gain from N'Kobe Dean and his athleticism and versatility. TJ Edwards is still a very productive player against the run. He's very smart. He's the quarterback of your defense right now. I think that if Jim Leonard wants to come here and command a defense, it's going to be with a lot of smart players in that rotation. You add TJ Edwards to the mix. And on the defensive line as well, I think you bring back Linball Joseph. And I forgot to say that they're going to sign Javon Hargrave as well. I completely forgot to put that at the bottom here. They have to sign Javon Hargrave. I think Fletcher Cox is on his way out of town. I think Robert Quinn will also join him on the way out. I think Brandon Graham is set to retire. Javon Hargrave is too good. He's at a position that this this team values too highly, and what he's going to get on the open market would be a lot of money. 
but you have to pay those guys a lot of money because of what they do and how they impact the game. Yes, you have guys like Milton Williams there. Yes, you have Jordan Davis, and I'm sure they're going to continue to add at that position, but Javon Hargrave is just too good. If you could keep two of those premier players between the offense and defense, if you look at Isaac Sayamalu and Miles Sanders as well, I think you're in a good position. Let's go with CGJ. Let's go with TJ Edwards. Let's go with Marcus Epps. Let's go Linval Joseph. Javon Hargrave, on the way out, Robert Quinn, Fletcher Cox, James Bradbury, Kaiser White, unfortunately, Dominican Sue, and Brandon Graham, I think, is set to retire. BG, it would be a welcome back sight to have him as your third or fourth edge rusher once again. Being that rotational guy, I just think that this might have been the last go-around for Brandon Graham. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I give him the camillary jinx and he does come back. But at the end of the day, I think you have to focus on the young premier talent that is going to be part of your core. Even at 29 going to 30, Javon Hargrave is playing at a premier level. Chauncey Garner-Johnson is just going to continue to get better, continue to play with that Philly mentality and lead this defense. Same way with TJ Edwards. And if you want to add just a value signing in there, I don't have them signing many players on defense, which is shocking. I have them go pretty defensive heavy in the draft. Actually, no, it's pretty split when it comes to it, but I think they can add some instant impact players. One guy I think they bring in could be Rocky Sin, former Indianapolis Colt. I believe he was with the Raiders this year where he got traded to. Familiar with Seriani when he was there in Indianapolis. I'm sure uh, that Jonathan Gannon would have loved to have Rocky Sin, but Rocky Sin meets what the Eagles have done in terms of philosophical building at the corner position. Long, tall, physical tackle wells on an island, tackles well on an island rather, and is somebody that is familiar with Nick Seriani. You saw what they did with Zach Pascal last year, bringing him in. If you want to bring in a guy who is on the younger side, somebody who's not quite 30 yet, somebody who still can be a plug-and-play type of player for four to six games if you need to until you find somebody to really cement that James Bradbury position. You're going to have to bring in competition. Rocky Sin would be one of the lone free agents that I think they bring in on defense simply because Howie Roseman has already acknowledged it, that they need to get comp picks going into 2024. You only have six picks this year. You have two first, a second, a third, and then you have two seventh-round picks as well. So you don't have much after day one and day two, 2024, you're going to have to come in and rebound and get more draft picks. And hopefully those guys that you drafted in the last year in Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean now can come into their own and play a bigger role going into 2023. That's what you would expect with another year under these guys' belts. Defense, I think we're set moving forward. I think you keep a lot of those key pieces. Let Jim Leonard come in, implement what he wants to do on the defensive side of the ball. And on offense, I think with Nick Sirianni there, you have a lot more structure moving forward. But there are some big names that you're going to have to take care of and some that you might going to have to replace going into 2023. But before I continue with that, this episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. This is our sixth season here at LOE between Lou and I. And Built Bar has been there from day one. And there's a reason why we don't just try and snake oil pitch you and sell you some garbage with some chalky flavoring of some bar that you get at the gas station when you're on the run. No, Built Bars are delicious. I'm telling you, these things are better than candy. And there's a reason why they they go 
into the chocolate first and foremost. It's 100% real chocolate. They went in, formulated a way to make the best tasting chocolate and also put some unbelievable flavors packed inside that chocolate. You have their churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And where can you get these delicious Built Bars? Well, you can always go to Built.com today, try out a variety box, try out the standard flavors that they have, or you can go to a brick-and-mortar Sam's Club or a Walmart today. Check out the four-bar box over at Walmart. Check out the 13-bar box over at Sam's Club. You're not going to regret it. They're not only delicious, but they're nutritious as well. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. What is better than eating something that tastes like candy, but is as nutritious as eating a salad? Go and get a built bar. Make sure you check out your favorite flavors. I'm telling you, those churros, the weather's getting better. Break those things out over a campfire. Oh my goodness, they are delicious. Go to built.com, Sam's Club, or your local Walmart to try built bar today. All right, everyone, welcome on back to the off-season simulation presented by GMGC himself, Gino Camilleri, the host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, sitting in the seat of Howie Roseman. My co-host Lou did this yesterday. Thank you for tuning in wherever you get your podcast for free and on YouTube as well. If you're following along on YouTube, I have a ticker going at the bottom with all the moves that I'm making. We talked about what we're doing on defense, bringing in Jim Leonard, bringing back CGJ, TJ Edwards, letting some guys walk. Well, we got to move to the offense. And I think there's one move above everything that we have to get to. And it starts with the quarterback. It starts with the mega million dollar contract. And not just a mega million, a mega $50 million deal. I think you sign Jalen Hurts $50 million a year for seven years. When that contract kicks in, by the time it ends, he'll be around 32 years old. That's another window to open up if you want to sign him for another seven years if he continues to play at that level. But with the way that quarterback contracts have been going outside of Pat Mahomes, who got that crazy 10-year deal, those five, six, seven-year deals for quarterbacks are seeming to be the way that the league is going. Jalen Hurts will set the market. He'll be the first before Burrow, before Trevor Lawrence, before Justin Herbert, before all of those big names get their deal. He will be a cheap contract in a couple years from now when these deals get to $60 million, $50 million over the next seven years at $350 million. And I frankly don't think that's enough for what Jalen Hurts ceiling truly could be. Well, who's going to be the guy calling plays for Jalen Hurts? We talked about that continuity was a great thing going for the first time in one of the seasons for Jalen Hurts since high school that he was going to have back-to-back seasons with that same play caller. Well, He's not going to have that going into 2023. Somebody that is familiar with him, though, Brian Johnson, quarterback coach of the Eagles. I think he gets the promotion to go and be elevated to that offensive coordinator position. He was integral in what this team had done with the offense the last two seasons. He called plays at Florida as well. Somebody who is familiar with holding the play sheet will allow Nick Sirianni to continue and get that 30,000-foot view which he says he likes to have where he's not in the mix of play calling and he forgets about a lot of the other 30,000-foot elements like game management, time and possession, situational ball. He said that it was better suited that Shane called the plays. So Brian Johnson, I think, is an easy transition, one of those don't overthink it type moves where defense, you might want to think outside the box. I think what they had with the offense, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Find the next guy up, Brian Johnson. 
I believe, is that guy. And when it comes to the offense, it's funny that I said next man up because I truly believe that's going to be how they approach this offseason. I think they start by bringing back Boston Scott. They bring back Zach Paschal. They bring in Jacoby Brissett, Philip Dorsett, and Tommy Sweeney to fill in some key player roles, but they're losing some heavy hitters. Isaac Sayamalu, Miles Sanders, Andre Dillard, Gardner Minshew, all guys who had an impact for this team over the last two seasons. Isaac Sayamalu more than likely is going to garner you a third round comp pick. I think, and I believe he deserves at least 12 to $15 million a year. One of the most underrated players in the league. I know Lou said that on the show yesterday. I don't think we could say that enough. How good the guys were around him really downplayed how good he was. He was awesome. He played multiple positions for this team. He's versatile. He's smart. He's one of Jeff Stoutland's favorite players that he's ever coached, he says. And I think he's going to cash in elsewhere. So that's the next man up mentality. Is it Jack Driscoll to go in there? Is it Cam Jurgens to slot in there if Jason Kelsey does come back? We'll find out. Or maybe they draft somebody. Stay tuned for the last segment to find that one out. But when it comes to running back, I think Miles Sanders ultimately does leave. I think Boston Scott stays. You have Gainwell and Scott going into the draft. Hopefully one of those veterans in this veteran-heavy market where you have guys like Devin Singletary, who Lou signed on his show yesterday, and Devin or Montgomery, David Montgomery from the Bears, and a lot of those guys that were in that Miles Sanders class are going to hit the market. Can you re-sign Miles Sanders? Potentially. Is he going to cost more than what the Eagles have paid running backs in the past how many years since LaShawn McCoy got his extension? Yeah, it's few and far between. I think that Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell will be enough for them moving into the offseason and into the draft where there are a boatload of running backs in this class as well. With a deep free agent class, with a deep draft class, what Boston Scott and Kenny G can do behind this offensive line I think is enough to get by until the reinforcements do come in, which we'll get to in the draft as well. When it comes to those three guys that I said they will sign and bring in, why I thought they would sign more guys on the offensive side of the ball, it's because you could kind of fill in the gaps in terms of some of those depth players when it comes to the offense. I know you can get by when it comes to running back with how good this offensive line has been, but they invest highly in a backup quarterback. Jacoby Brissett has been excellent. I think that he's one of those guys that will just be in the NFL signing one-year deals until the NFL doesn't want him anymore. I think he plays a very similar style of ball to what Jalen Hurts brings to this Eagles organization. He's smart. He's a leader. I think his personality would fit in in a great way. And I think Gardner Minshew is going to get a whole lot of money as a backup quarterback and potentially compete for a starting quarterback elsewhere. We're also signing... Philip Dorsett at wide receiver. I think he's another one of those guys that you bring him into that wide receiver room with Zach Pascal. Quez Watkins is still there as well. You figure out who is going to be the fourth and fifth option. You try and bring in as many bodies as you can to camp. I don't really think they go big, like Lou said yesterday, with a Miko Hardman type of signing. I think they play light. They go that, what was it, Torrey Smith type of route, Mike Wallace type of route, where they just bring in another guy. But this guy doesn't have to be your wide receiver one or two. He could be your wide receiver four or five and bring a marginal gain to this team. And finally, I think they bring in Tommy Sweeney, tight end out of Buffalo. I've talked about Tommy a couple times over the past couple of years. He is a very similar back or tight end rather to the Dallas Goddard's to the Zacherts. He can block. He could catch. 
He's just a dollar store version of all of them. And he's not going to command a lot of money. I think he will present more in the passing game than Jack Stoll brings. Then Tyree Jackson would have brung if he were to stick around. And you have to see more out of Grant Calcaterra. Maybe they fall in love with them in the one in the draft. I don't think they do with a limited set of picks there this year. But Tommy Sweeney, I think he would come in, present another element there at tight end. You bring in three guys outside the building. You let a lot of these guys walk. You have to play the comp pick game for 2024. They are more than likely going to let a lot more free agents leave than they bring in. And the free agents they do bring in will more than likely have already been in the building as they will keep them here in NovaCare. If they do bring in some guys, look for those veteran minimum type of deals, guys they could get that won't really count for that the cap structure when it comes to comp picks. So you get a guy like Jacoby Brissett, he might count towards the comp pick formula. Tommy Sweeney, Philip Dorsett, they might cost you a veteran minimum type. You're not going to put out a lot, but you might get a lot back in terms of these guys who are considered Band-Aid signings, but right now, that's all you really need in terms of the offense. You're going to find an option there with Jeff Stoutland to fill in at right guard. You're always going to make it work as long as you have him. And when you have a quarterback as good as Jalen Hurts, it'll cover up a lot of the faults that you are going to probably have moving forward with your quarterback taking up to 25% of the salary cap. But how do you circumvent the salary cap? Well, the NFL draft is a great way to do it. And the Eagles, they have some important picks with two first-round picks, and we will get into that. I did a full seven-round mock draft, all six picks the Eagles have to finish up this simulation of the offseason with GMGC, Gino Camilleri, your host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. But before we finish up this Tuesday edition of the show, this episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sports book of the Lockdown Eagles and the entire Lockdown Podcast Network. And not only that is the number one sports book in all of America. Your midway point through the NBA season, the MLB is coming back. All of these sports are coming back, especially NBA right now. What more could you want? The trade deadline just passed. The All-Star break is over with. And you could get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 that's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets by simply downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It's easy and safe. You put your money in. You go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You submit your bet, and you get a free no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. When you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, you'll get fast and safe withdrawals. You can bet on spread, money line, player props, whatever you can imagine. If you want to bet on Joel Embiid, getting a certain amount of rebounds. You could go and do that. If you want to talk about, heck, Matisse Thibault, how many assists is he going to get in a game? You could talk about that as well. Whatever you want to do over at FanDuel, you could place a bet there. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, everybody, welcome on back to finish up this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri. As always, Six seasons running, it's crazy to say, and we have done this episode each and every year. It is the off-season simulation. I'm sitting down in the seat of Howie Roseman. I am the GM. What would I do? A lot of the what I think they should do is aligned with what I would like them to do because hopefully I have a good enough pulse of this team to try and put them in a situation to where they will only get better. And that's what I think ultimately Howie Roseman and his entire 
personnel staff and the coaching staff is looking to do moving forward. Bringing in guys that are going to help this team moving forward. And the draft is a great place to start. Because if you look at what the Eagles did last year, they played the long game. They brought in Jordan Davis, who he got his feet wet, but he didn't ultimately find his role. And he might have to find a big role if Jim Leonard does come to town. They love that nose tackle. He's 330-odd pounds. He's in fighting shape. He's only going to get better. Nicobe Dean, hopefully he could see a bigger impact. He more than likely is going to have to take on a starting linebacker role. And we will see with Cam Jurgens. Ultimately, you would like to see him play. If Jason Kelsey does retire, he will be the number one. If they want to try and play him at guard, I could see that happening. He's an athletic guy. He can move just like Stoutland wants in his guards. He can pull. He's physical. He's fast. I think they should get him on the field. But there's going to be guys with these first three picks this year that you hope make an instant impact. And hopefully with those first four picks through the first three rounds, you get guys that could come in and play right away. Heck, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at what they did. They won that Super Bowl with a whole lot of rookies, and they made a lot of veterans on the Eagles look silly, especially when it comes to defense. All right, let's get started. We're going to make the first pick for the Eagles. Round one, 2023 draft, 10th overall. Skoducks, Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. He really mirrors what you are losing in James Bradbury. He's long. He's a little bit leaner but he likes to be athletic and physical on the outside. He's got the long speed. He's got the quick twitch. He's not afraid to match you in man. And he is very similar to the prototype and the paradigm of what they have in their outside cornerbacks. It's about time that the Eagles invest in a cornerback in the first round. It's been nearly over two decades since they had done that. Christian Gonzalez makes a whole lot more sense than taking a guy like Bijan Robinson at 10. You're going to get a cornerback who hopefully will be there for two contracts at least, and you have a big need there with losing James Bradbury, potentially having to restructure Darius Slay, and you don't know how many great years he has left. You bring in Rock Yassine for some competition, but you need a young star to match in there as well. Hopefully, Zach McPherson can continue to grow and develop, but Christian Gonzalez should be a surefire, go in there, play day one for the Philadelphia Eagles, opposite Darius Slay. Well, it wouldn't be an Eagles draft without drafting somebody on the line. You might not love this pick, but both Lou and I do. We are making the same selection in the same spot. Back-to-back days, I am going interior offensive lineman, offensive guard, Osiris Torrance, out of Florida. Howie Roseman loves his Florida Gators, folks. He loves them, and he loves offensive line as much as he loves Florida Gators. Osiris Torrance would be an instant impact replacement to replace Brandon Brooks, who was replaced by Isaac Sayamalu, who now needs another replacement. The way that Osiris shows off his anchor, his strength in small and tight areas is unbelievable. I think he could come in here, be an instant day one player. And those two guys that you got at 10 and 30 should come in right away, make an instant impact. And that pick that you traded all those months ago with the Saints comes back and pays tenfold by bringing in a guy who can replace a position that's been so well anchored by two high-profile players. Now will be manned by Osiris Torrance. We're going to the second round, pick 62. I went with linebacker Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. I think if you were going to add Jim Leonard, he's only going to want to add more linebackers and linebackers that are physical, versatile, and have size. If you look at the linebackers that have played in his system 
they are big guys. They are big guys that stand up and are more like edge rushers, but can also defend the pass. I think that's what Trenton Simpson is going to give you. You could bring him in here with N'Kobe Dean. Let those three guys compete with TJ Edwards as well. You invest at linebacker. They love that day two area for linebacker. You're probably going to have to add another one if you lose Kaiser White, high impact player. You don't know if N'Kobe Dean is going to be set to start right away, and it's not bad to have competition for N'Kobe as well. Moving around three, I went with a running back. This is the replacement for Miles Sanders. Running back out of Syracuse, Sean Tucker. He's a bigger back, thicker legs. He could carry the bell cow load. He had unbelievable production at Syracuse. I'm sure that not a lot of people watched him play at Cuse. Go watch him. He was a one-man highlight reel. If he wasn't on the field, Syracuse didn't succeed. I think he could come in here, replace some of that production, be a committee approach with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Sean Tucker would be that pick. And then you're moving to the seventh round. I went with DJ Dell, interior defensive lineman out of Alabama with the first one, and then Nico Remigio, wide receiver out of Fresno State. DJ Dale, senior bowl player, somebody who he's got a lot of production. He has a lot of starts there at Alabama. You want to continue to bring in more depth on that interior of the defensive line. It's top heavy, but you have guys that you have developed who should take that leap. If you look at Marlon Tui Pelotu, who should come back from injury, will take another leap. Midland Williams, Jordan Davis should continue to take a leap, but I don't think that keeps them from continuing to invest on that interior defensive line. And Nico Remigio, this guy is a gadget type of player, somebody who is excellent in the return game. He has unbelievable athleticism. He truly is that fish out of water type back, or rather fish in water trying to go against actual people. He just moves so slippery through space. He could be a guy that competes for that final wide receiver spot, brings more to your offense than a guy like Britton Covey did. Nico Remigio, the final pick. To wrap it up, Christian Gonzalez, Osiris Torrance, Trenton Simpson, Sean Tucker, DJ Dale, Nico Remigio were the six picks for the Philadelphia Eagles. On top of all the moves they made for the offense and the defense, Howie Roseman is going to be a busy man in the NovaCare complex the next couple months, but leave it to him. He is going to right the wrongs of what he did following that 2017 Super Bowl run. This time, he has to make this foundation work. He has to build a structure that can hold up, not just for this year, not just for 2024, but for the long run. He's got a lot of important decisions ahead, but who else would you rather have making them than the running, the longest standing, well, yeah, right now the longest standing, rather, GM executive of the year, Howie Roseman. He's going to do it again for this team. And we're going to do it again for you three more times this week here on Locked On Eagles. Thank you, as always, for tuning in wherever you get your shows free, wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us ad-free over at Amazon Music. You can find us on YouTube in video form as well. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. You can find me at GC24 underscore football. Follow my co-host at DBASILOE. And make sure you check out the mothership at Lockdown Birds. Check out all the Lockdown Podcast Network shows for all of our Philly fans. Make sure you check out Lockdown Sixers, Lockdown Flyers, and Lockdown Phillies. And their shows like Lockdown NFL Draft. You have Lockdown Sports Today, Lockdown NFL. There's a countless amount of shows that you can listen to here. But make sure, as always, you make us here at Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Continue to tune in five days a week 
We're going into season six here at LOE, Lou and myself. Thank you for always as to thank you for tuning in as always. Have a great day. Fly Eagles fly and go birds.